I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Hey, it's Michelle here. I know you've got a lot going on. Kids, work, house, family, all the things. And maybe it's got you feeling not like yourself. But is it like I need a nap and a snack kind of tired? Or are you experiencing burnout? A recent study found that 83% of moms are experiencing burnout. And so many of you have asked me to do more coaching around burnout. So I am so excited to announce our brand new private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout. One thing I know about you is that you don't have time for another long PDF or a recorded masterclass that just sits in your inbox because you don't have an extra hour to sit down and watch it. So I created this five episode private podcast just for you. There are five short actionable episodes that you can access anywhere when you're making dinner in the pickup line or working out. And by the end of this series, you'll have an understanding of what stage of burnout you're at. Spoiler, there are three stages of burnout. And I'll give you my proven six-step framework to healing burnout so that you can start shifting the energy of how you feel and recovering from your burnout today. I want to encourage you While burnout is super common, it is not normal, you guys. You don't have to wake up every day feeling like this. You can heal. You can regulate your nervous system. You can unlock the stress cycle. You can restore your energy and you can heal from burnout. Click the link in the show notes to check out the private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout, today. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, 
but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. What up, you guys? Michelle Grosser here. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast. I want to talk about fight or flight today. I feel like it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. I feel like a lot of us have this underlying sense or intuition that we are stuck in fight or flight or we've been told that we're in a state of fight or flight. Um, so let's just talk about it. Let's talk about what it is. Let's talk about what's going on in our body when we're in fight or flight. And then I want to give you some signs and symptoms that your nervous system might be in a state of fight or flight, even if you're not feeling like fighting or flighting, <laughs> even if you're not feeling angry or ragey or anxious, um, because I think there are a lot of different ways in which fight or flight can manifest. And awareness is important, right? We always talk about that, that awareness precedes choice. We cannot do anything about the things to which we're blind. So let's talk about it. So first I want to talk about, when we talk about fight or flight, the first thing I want to distinguish for you guys, and I think this is important, it's an important concept to wrap your head around as you're starting to understand what's going on in your body when you're in a stress response, is that there is a difference between a stressor and a stress. So what's a stressor? A stressor is anything in our life that causes us stress. (laughs) So stressors could be things that happen at work, our finances. It could be almost getting into a car accident or someone cuts you off. It could be the mental load of motherhood. It could be anything, right? Anything that causes you to stress out is a stressor. Now that is different from stress. What is stress? Stress is the toll or the impact that these stressors have on your body, right? The stress on your body is that physiological response in your body. Your body does something in response to a stressor that it encounters, right? So for example, if you encounter a stressor, your body will release hormones. It will prepare for mobilization. It'll prepare for that fight or flight. Um, non-essential systems in your body will get paused. So things like your digestive system or your reproductive system or your immune system, those will get turned offline so that your body can use all of its energy and all of its resources for mobilization, to keep you safe, for survival in a fight or flight state. So in a perfect world, let's talk about this. In a perfect world, we are designed, our body is designed that once the stressor has resolved itself. So once we're no longer being threatened by that particular stressor, so let's just go way back, right? We've escaped a lion that was chasing us. That was the stressor, the lion being chased by a lion, obviously stressful. That was a stressor. And then when we've escaped that stress, when we've escaped the threat of that stressor, our body closed the loop of that stress cycle right? So we perceive the threat, we perceive the stressor, our body responds, there's a physiological response, 
hormones are released, cortisol and adrenaline, our body prepares for mobilization. We run or we fight or whatever we do, we escape the stressor. So we, we escape the lion. That's the stress cycle. Think of it like a loop, right? And then we close the loop by returning safety to our body. That allows us to regulate. And then we just proceed with our life, business as usual. We're out of that fight or flight response. Now, that's the ideal. Here, as a mom, as a woman, as a professional working woman in the 21st century, also trying to raise a family, all the things, it's not a lion, right? It's probably not even a real threat to our survival. It's often a perceived threat or a perceived stress or chronic stress. It's the stress of motherhood, the mental load. It's the stress that comes with people pleasing or low confidence. It's the stress at work, trying to figure out work-life balance, integrating all of that. Maybe it's financial stress. Maybe it's stress with health issues. Maybe it's stress with extended family. All of these different things, right? It's this hamster wheel of chronic stress that we live in. And it's, and, and it's this chronic stress on our body. And we stay stuck there. We can stay stuck there for days or months or years or some of us for decades because we haven't learned how to unlock the stress cycle. We haven't learned how to close that loop for our body. Like they don't teach us that in school, right? They don't teach us that anywhere. So we've got to learn how to like close that loop, tie a nice neat little bow on it so that our nervous system understands that it's safe. We can regulate when we can return to a place of rest, right? Our hormones balance and all of our systems come back online and are functioning as designed. But when we don't know how to complete that stress cycle, from a nervous system perspective, that's living in a constant fight or flight state, constant sympathetic nervous system. It's like, imagine if you're stuck in fight or flight, it's like your foot is always on the gas pedal, always on the gas, go, go, go energy. And I teach, I've developed and I teach a six step framework for regulating our nervous system. And step one, you guys, is this step One is unlocking the stress cycle. If this episode, we're going to go through five of these. If this episode is hitting home for you guys or you're curious, here's the thing. 83% of moms are experiencing burnout. So this is something that could benefit all of us, right? I know it's changed my life. I know that understanding how to unlock the stress cycle has changed the life of hundreds of my clients. Check out the new private podcast. It's called Heal Your Burnout five short actionable episodes for you guys. And I teach you more about how to complete that stress cycle, how to close that loop. So if you are living in the energy of chronic fight or flight, the survival state, right? All of these different things that you do when you're in fight or flight can start to become normal, right? It can start to be normalized even to a point where if you've been doing this for a long time, maybe even since childhood, You've just chalked it up to like, that's just part of my personality, right? That's just how I am. And that happens to so many of us. We don't realize that so many of the things that we think are us, like so many of the things that we're like, that's just how I am, are actually manifestations of being stuck in fight or flight. We've lived so much of our life in hypervigilance, in self-protection. So if you want to know more about that, or if you haven't done it yet, go take my personality pattern quiz. Um, There's also a link to that in the show notes, and you'll get more revelation there about, wow, some of these things that I thought were just my personality 
are actually indications that I've been stuck. My nervous system has been stuck in fight or flight mode. So what I want to do today is I want to just take a few minutes to go through five different signs that your nervous system might be stuck in fight or flight. So sign number one, the first indication that your nervous system might be stuck in fight or flight is that everything feels urgent. Everything feels urgent. You guys have probably had days like this, or maybe this is more of an everyday thing for some of you. You feel like you're always rushing, right? Whether you have two things you got to do today or like 25 things on your to-do list, you never feel caught up. You just wake up. Immediately, you're thinking of everything you've got to get done. By, I don't know, 7 a.m., you're already feeling behind. You're rushing everywhere you go. Everything is urgent, right? You got to get everyone out the door in the morning. You're rushing at work. You rush to get home. You rush to run errands, right? You're running all over town. You're rushing to make dinner and do homework and that whole part of the day. Then maybe you find yourself like rushing through the kids' bedtime, rushing through bath time, rushing through all this stuff because you have other stuff you've got to get to. And when you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted, you're depleted, and you might feel like you didn't even get anything done. You might feel like you certainly didn't get it all done and you never feel caught up. I actually hosted a retreat last weekend. 34 women from our church got on a bus. We went to the middle of Florida. We had a retreat. It was life-changing. It was amazing. And on the first night, I was teaching everyone about rest. And in that message, as I was preparing for it, I found this thing called rushing woman's syndrome. (laughs) Guys, rushing woman's syndrome. Doctors, like the medical community, has made this a diagnosis because it's so prevalent. And not only is it so prevalent, but it has an impact on our health. And I just think that's the perfect description for what so many of us are experiencing. So if this resonates, like if this is landing for you, one, just having this awareness now is going to be super helpful for you. You're going to catch yourself. You're going to catch yourself now when everything feels urgent. And then what I would invite you to do is challenge yourself. Start to question that urgency. Is this actually urgent? Ask yourself. Because what happens when we're just like operating this pattern under the surface, in the background, without being consciously aware of it, is that it's so easy to get sucked into this pattern that everything's urgent when that's not actually true. <laughs> like right now, as I'm recording this, you guys, it's Saturday morning. It is 924 in the morning. And I'm going to challenge myself after I record this to go take what will feel to me like a ridiculously slow shower. Why? Because I've been going hard this week, you guys. I've been going hard this week. I've had a ton of coaching sessions back to back, four or five a day. I'm still running a law firm. So everything that's going along with that, I've been preparing for stuff. Like everything in my system this week has been running on all cylinders and I want to keep going, right? Like my, my body is still in that, in that pattern of urgency. However, I'm aware of it. So I can choose today to come against that. I can choose not to run in that pattern today. And I'm going to start my Saturday slowing down my nervous system so I can set a tone for the rest of the weekend to rest, which is my word of the year this year in 2024, to rest and recharge. So that's number one. 
And that leads me to number two. This is the second sign you might be stuck in fight or flight. You are always busy. So not only does everything feel urgent and like you've got a rush, but this one is that you're always doing something, right? You're always busy. You're always like, you've got a packed calendar, very little margin, or maybe even if you're at home, you're always doing something. You're always cleaning and working on a project or working or whatever. You just really struggle with slowing down and being still. And you might know in your head, like this was me for so long, like I knew in my head, in my being that I desperately wanted to be able to just like chill out. (laughs) Like I wanted to rest. I wanted to relax, but I'd sit on the couch with a book and my brain was going a hundred miles an hour with all of the things that I should be doing. And there's two thoughts here. One, a nervous system in fight or flight cannot slow down because it feels unsafe. Slowing down feels unsafe. And that becomes a pattern, right? Busyness is familiar. Stillness is unfamiliar. And your nervous system will always choose the familiar because the familiar is safe. Let me say that again. Your nervous system will always choose the familiar because the familiar is safe, even if the familiar is not necessarily serving you well. So if a pattern of busyness has become familiar to your system, that's what it's going to, that's what it's going to default to. Okay. So just having that understanding and knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable to, um, slow down and rest and recharge and find stillness, lean into that, right? You can, you can titrate that. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm going to do nothing for four hours. No. All right. Today I'm going to go for a walk around the block without my phone, without my AirPods in stillness, right? Just a few minutes. That's a great start if busyness is familiar and stillness is unfamiliar. And then second, again, it comes back to learning how to complete the stress cycle. Once you learn how to complete that stress cycle, your body will be able to regulate. And that would really, that's really going to help if you're someone who tends to run a pattern of busyness. Busyness makes a great distraction, you guys. So if you find yourself keeping super busy, get curious about it. Get curious about it. You're going to notice it now because you're going to have this awareness. Ask yourself, am I avoiding something, right? Is there something that I just don't want to deal with right now? So I'm going to stay busy. Is there something that if I'm honest, like I'm really scared to feel, so I'm going to stay busy. Is there a conversation that I don't want to have, right? And I'm avoiding that conversation, this tough conversation maybe. So I'm staying busy, right? Is there something I don't want to think about because it hurts too much or it's just whatever it is, it stresses me out. So I stay busy. Be honest with yourself because you might be surprised about some of the roots of your busyness. So that's number two. Number three, the third sign that you may be stuck in a fight or flight response is that you're feeling wired but tired. Wired but tired. I feel like that's a phrase that describes how a lot of you are probably feeling right now. I was actually in a discovery call yesterday and um, this woman was just telling me how she's like, I feel so anxious. Like I just feel this weight and this like buzzing and this, all of this stuff in my chest, but I feel super like beat and exhausted all at the same time, right? Like I wake up and I'm just like ready to go. My mind is racing. Yeah. I also wake up exhausted regardless of how much I've slept. So I'm super tired, but then I also can't chill out or I can't rest or I can't take a nap. 
and I've been there too, you guys, like feeling wired but tired sucks. Like, let me just say, like it sucks. It's, it's pretty miserable. You're like desperately longing for rest. You're desperately longing for this deep, restorative sleep, but you just can't get it. You can't get it. Like your mind is racing. You feel edgy. You're, maybe your body feels like crap, right? You can't focus. You can't think straight. You're wired, but tired. And friends, if this is landing for you, like this is, this is overwhelm land. Like when you're feeling wired, but tired, you're in a state of overwhelm. This is a sign that you're probably headed for burnout and it's a good symptom or signal to start paying attention to so you can intervene before you're deep in the throes of burnout. So when we talk about urgency, when we talk about busyness, we talked about like that's how your body, that's that's like your body hitting the gas pedal, right? But when you're feeling wired and tired, that's like your body's hitting the gas pedal and the brake all at the same time. So just imagine that mental picture in your brain, right? It's like all jerky. It's like going and stopping and you're just like being thrown all over the place. It's exhausting. It doesn't work. So if you're feeling wired but tired, that's probably a good indication that your body, your nervous system is stuck in a fight or flight state. Okay, so that's number three. Number four. Number four, the fourth sign that you may be stuck in a, in a state of fight or flight is that you are measuring the success of your day by your productivity. You're measuring the success of your day by your productivity. And this is more of a mindset one, you guys, but it's such a great shift. And this is going to make a big difference if you, if this lands for you. So if you've ever measured, right, whether you've had a quote unquote good day by your productivity, i.e., how much you get done, how much you accomplished, whether you crossed everything off your to-do list. What happens when you're stuck in that mindset is that you're perpetuating, you're perpetuating this mindset, um, of urgency and busyness. And that's probably triggering fight or flight in your body because in order to have a quote unquote good day, you got to get a bunch of stuff done. So you better hurry and you better not waste time and you better keep moving. And guys, that's a lot of unnecessary pressure for your nervous system, right? It's not how we're wired to spend our days. So if you found yourself, because we've all probably done it, measuring the quality of your day by how productive you were, this is going to be an awesome invitation for you to shift that mindset. So first, I want you to get curious about where this is coming from. Because for a lot of us, you guys, We have, we've been like conditioned to have this unconscious belief that our worth is tied to our productivity. It's an unconscious belief that we've been conditioned to believe that our worth is tied to our productivity, right? I'm a good wife if I do X, Y, and Z, or I'm a good mom if I do X, Y, and Z and I get this, these things done. I'm worthy of love or whatever if I do X, Y, and Z, or if my house looks like X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. And we get sucked into all of this doing so much so that we can forget to be. (laughs) Guys, we are not human doings. We are human beings. So get curious. Like, where is this measure of success by measuring your productivity? Where is that coming from? And then second, I want you to ask yourself, how could you reframe having a quote unquote good day, right? If busy is your pattern, How could you lean into 
what might feel like an edge, (laughs) the discomfort and having a good day that wasn't super productive once in a while? Like, could the measure of a good day be, I don't know, a day where you felt present and grounded? Could a good day mean that you and you played outside and you had a blast, like actually genuinely enjoyed yourself and had fun playing with your kids. That's a good day, right? Could a good day be where you, I don't know, all stay in your pajamas till 2 p.m. and you were reading books on the couch together and just kind of lounging around? Like, could that be a good day for you? Ask yourself, how can I reframe a good day so it's not always measured by my productivity? And then the last one, Number five, the last sign I want to talk to you guys about that might be a good indication, and this one's probably pretty spot on, so it probably is a good indication that you're stuck in fight or flight, is that you're experiencing physical symptoms. Experiencing physical symptoms. So there are many different physical manifestations that your nervous system is stuck in a state of fight or flight. Gut issues, IBS, gas, bloating, uh, headaches migraines, uh, unexplained joint pain or muscle tension, right? If you are waking up or going through your day with like neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, joint pain, it's a good indication you're stuck in fight or flight. Uh, Insomnia or sleep issues, right? Trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up at 2 or 3 a.m. every single morning and then really struggling to go back to sleep. Maybe you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, Most of the time, autoimmune conditions are rooted in nervous system dysregulation. Uh, Maybe you've been going through a season of infertility. A lot of things tied with our reproductive system, our cycle, um, PMS, fertility, all of those can be rooted in a nervous system that has been chronically stuck in a state of fight or flight. And this all goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning of this episode, you guys. When we experience a stressor, real or perceived, right? That puts stress on our body and our body has a physiological response. So our body perceives the stressor. It could be a real stressor, like that example of chasing, running from a lion, right? Being chased by a lion or a perceived threat um, that isn't actually a threat to our system. But either way, we release hormones, we release cortisol, adrenaline, our body prepares for fight or flight, right? So we can fight or we can run in order to survive. Now, in order to do that, our body will divert blood away from our gut and it'll send it to our limbs and our arms and our legs, right? And our essential organs like our heart so that we can respond to the stressor. We need blood pumping to our legs if we're going to run. This makes sense. But our body, here's the thing, our body is really good at a lot of things. It is not particularly good at understanding whether a threat is real or perceived, right? Our body doesn't necessarily know that it's not a lion that's chasing us and it's just, I don't know, a nasty gram email from our boss, right? We don't actually need to fight or run, but our body doesn't know that. Stress is stress. Stress is stress, you guys, and it produces the same response in our body, whether it's an actual threat or a perceived stressor. So, Blood gets diverted to our heart and to our limbs. And the other brilliant thing that our body does to conserve energy is that when it gets a signal that we're facing a stressor and we're in fight or flight, it shuts down our non-essential systems. So why spend energy? 
I don't know, digesting right now. <laughs> like we don't need to digest our food right now in order to survive this threat. So our digestion, other non-essential systems like our immune system, maybe you're noticing that you're always sick or it takes you forever to get over a sickness or you're picking up everything the kids are bringing home. That's probably a good indication, right? That your nervous system has been suppressed. I mean, your immune system has been suppressed because you're stuck in fight or flight. Um, maybe it's a system like your reproductive system, your periods are a mess, you're struggling with infertility. These types of systems will get paused until that threat has passed. And then your body can return to regulation, right? We were designed to do this, to pause some of these non-essential systems in response to a threat. Because as it was designed, right, in a few minutes, I don't know, maybe max like an hour or so, whatever, the threat would have passed and we'd be able to regulate and those systems would be able to come back online and everything would be functioning as it should. But you guys, we don't live in that perfect world, right? We live in a world of chronic stress and those those systems never get the message that it's safe to come back online, right? We don't need to keep conserving energy and everything can come back to its full function. So it's this continued disruption of our non-essential symptoms, and it can really manifest in so many different physical symptoms. Yes, we know there are emotional and mental signs of fight or flight. We talk about them a lot. But if you're also experiencing physical symptoms, you've really got to learn how to communicate to your body that it's safe, it can come out of fight or flight, and return to regulation. And what will happen is that over time, when our nervous system starts to really Um, experience safety, i.e. slowness, calm presence, right? Gentle, soft energy. It'll start to trust that you're on time. It'll start to trust that you don't have to rush everywhere or be busy all the time. And you're going to begin to regulate. And then from that conscious, really, because you have all of this awareness, from that conscious place, from that empowered place, then you can start to make decisions and think, and speak, and operate, and live, right? Do all the things that are really important to you without burning out, without being stuck in a survival response, in a stress response. So those are the five I've got for you today. If you've listened to this and you're thinking, you know, I might be stuck in fight or flight mode, I want to encourage you (laughs) that you are not alone. You are in good company. This is the majority of us these days. Most of society, right, is stuck in fight or flight. So I would just encourage you, check out the private podcast. The link is in the show notes, um, five short actionable episodes. And in there, I go through the six-step framework to regulating your nervous system and restoring your energy and recovering from burnout so that you can live and operate and close that stress cycle loop Um, and really show up as the woman that I know you all have in there waiting to just be unleashed. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of the day. I'll talk to you soon. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up, 
and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.